and that's one from Black Rasta. And I'm hearing Corona. Uh, is it Corona or Corona? Well, I thought Karo also means something in the, uh, you know, reggae fraternity. But that's it for the midday news here on Joy 99.7 FM. There's more when you log on to myjoyonline.com. Thanks so much for your company. Dr. Mensah Otebil has living word. No Momo it. When you tire for the long queue in the supermarket, just Momo it. And when you really want that beautiful new blouse too, just Momo it. And when you won't get that, when you will get fresh to impress, yeah, you know who. Just Momo it. And when you need to pay that your utility bill and domestic staff say, just Momo it. And when you won't send love to the family for back home, just Momo it. So many ways there. When you go feel use your MTM Momo wallet home. with payments, it's can to pay. When you go use the QR code, or you go feel use the merchant ID or on bank POS terminals. You can also transfer money between mobile money wallets and bank account all on MTN Momo. Enjoy new convenience with all your financial transactions and live life the brighter way with MTN Momo. We are good together. Just Momo it. We're there for you everywhere you go. Surreal and excitement in music. Phase two promises to be even bigger and better. Five of these talents must qualify to the next stage of the Prime Studio competition. These contestants must battle it out in another four weeks to make it to the final round. Who joins the final round? Is it Kisses, Melissa, Pamiti, Tisha, TM Music, Shatia Single, Hobby G? Mackenzie Teller, Stranger, or Mickey J. Remember that you have what it takes to power your favorite contestant to the top. Vote for your favorite contestant by testing PS, followed by the name of your favorite contestant to the short code 1903 to increase your chances of making it to the final round. Watch Prime Studio this and every Saturday at 8 p.m. only on Short Joy Prime, real entertainment. Prime Studio, rock the world. Motorcycles are also vehicles and so are governed by the regulations that govern all vehicles. Always ensure that as a rider, you obey the road signs and markings. Stop at red lights and do not ride against traffic. Wear your helmet always. This Arrival Live weekly message is brought to you by Joy FM, Joy News, and the National Road Safety Authority. Most of us have had this experience. I was sitting in Trotro, and I could see that the mate was fighting over a change that the passenger was asking for. So the passenger was like, mate, where's my change? And then the, 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 the passenger was like, and the mate was like, I don't have the change now, so I have to get down and went change and then therefore give your money how much was the change it was just 20 pesos that got entrepreneur due prince Nui to work on viton pay a platform that allows users make payment at the fuel station and for transport services that's our feature this wednesday on the joy business van go into the Tom pay app you go to scan qr code you scan to pay you click on it 
and then you just it picks the QR code, you enter the amount, then you make the payment. The push for a cashless society is on. Vitom Pay on the Joy Business Van this Wednesday on TV, radio, online, and on ground. It is powered by Joy Business and supported by EcoBank, the Pan African Bank. To many around the globe, transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensa Otterville. And now, today's word. Today I'm doing the part two of the message God has not given us the spirit of fear or a spirit of fear, according to the text. And uh, we talked about several things about fear, and uh, today we're going to continue to do the part two. Our main text back is in Second Timothy chapter one, verses three to seven. Second Timothy chapter one, verses three to seven. And this is the message as we focus our minds on the reading of God's word. I thank God whom I serve with a pure conscience as my forefathers did, as without ceasing I remember you in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see you, being mindful of your tears, that I may be filled with joy. When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I'm persuaded is in you also. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. As I said last week, this letter was written to Timothy. Timothy was a protege of Paul. He was a young man that Paul was raising in ministry. And Timothy was very gifted, very anointed, young, and very vibrant in ministry. But he had a lot of insecurities, partly because he was, he was uh, young. The other part is also because he was from a mixed race. He was part Greek and part Jew. And so he didn't feel fully accepted within the community. And then it seemed as if he also had infirmities and, and he, he was battling with health challenges. And all of that combined to make Timothy sometimes doubt himself. So when Paul wrote to Timothy, he tried to encourage him to be mindful of the gift that was in him instead of the struggles he had in his body. And, and this is what uh, this passage is all about. It is helping us to focus right in the place of our strength. And the verse 7 is what we are commenting on. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love 
and of a sound mind. Last week we looked at the spirit of fear. And that is what he says God has not given us. But we have to know what he has not given us in order to understand what he has given us. So he says God has not given us the spirit of fear. We looked at the spirit of fear and we said that the spirit of fear creates a sense of inadequacy, a sense of inferiority, and a sense of inaction. Spirit of fear makes us always feel we are not good enough, we cannot do much, and we cannot do anything. So now... Having dealt with the spirit of fear, we're going to look at what God has given us. The passage says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. The three things, power, love, and sound mind. All of these three enable us to deal with the spirit of fear. And I'm going to look at all of the three today in my message. God has given, not given us a spirit of fear, but of power. The word power used in the text is from the Greek word dunamis, dunamis, or dunamis. And it means mighty work or strength. In a biblical sense, it is the power of the presence of the Holy Spirit in the life of the believer. Dunamis is power that is active. Power that gets things done. Power that creates things. It is not just about having authority, but having the ability to get things done. God has given us the spirit of power. So if we don't have the spirit of fear, what spirit do we have? We have the spirit of power. And the spirit of power deals with our sense of inadequacy. It changes our sense of inadequacy to power and a can-do spirit. The spirit of power. God has given us the spirit of power. You have the spirit of power. I have the spirit of power. You may not feel like it, but you have it. The spirit of power. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 to 21 gives us a clue as to what the spirit of power can do in our lives. Ephesians 3, 20 to 21, we use part of it in our declaration uh, every Sunday. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Jesus Christ to all generations forever and ever. Amen. The spirit of power the spirit of power is it's not a physical thing. It's a spirit. It's a spirit of power. What is the spirit of power? First, the spirit of power is the power within. Having strength that is not physically seen. It's power within. It is power that is at work in us. Not outside of us, but at work in us. This is where our power resides. It is not seen in our physical structure. It is not seen in how we dress. It is not seen in how much money we have. It is, seen in, it is not seen in what position we hold. If you look outside of us, you will not see our power. Because it is a power that is within. It is not physical. It is spiritual. So there is a power at work in you. But if you look on the outside... 
you may not seem that powerful, but there is power at work in you. Now, I don't know whether you've ever been to the Akosombo Dam, where we generate a lot of power for Ghana. For a long time, it was our only major source of electricity supply. Now we have other sources. But Akosombo Dam is still Akosombo Dam. That is uh, our powerhouse. Now, when you go to the Akosombo Dam, and if you've ever been there, and you look at the structure there, it doesn't seem power is being generated. Because there's nothing. It's just a wall. And you can drive on top of it. And actually you can, you can play on the wall. And lizards can crawl on the wall. And frogs can crawl on the wall. And, and, and so when you look at it from the outside, you may not understand the megatons of power coming from there. The power is not at work on the outside. It is at work on the inside. You are like that dam. When we look at you, you look like an ordinary person struggling with life, trying to get a trotro here, trying to get a taxi here, trying to pay your electricity bill. But there is power on the inside of you. There is power working on the inside of you. The Bible says there is power in us. Somebody say, I have power inside me. On the outside, you may look weak, but on the inside, you have power. On the outside, you may be down, but on the inside, you are up. On the outside, you have nothing, but on the inside, you have all things. Never allow yourself to see yourself only based on what you have on the outside. There is power at work in you. And because of the power that is at work in you, you will overcome. God has given us the spirit of power. And that power is working inside us. If you only consider yourself based on how you look on the outside, you will disqualify yourself. On the outside you may not be much, but on the inside you are much. There is power at work in me. Somebody say there is power at work in me. Now the second thing you notice about the spirit of power is not that it is within, it is power that is at work. It is power that is at work. And that power that is at work gives us the ability to do what seems impossible. The power God gave us is active. It works. It is energetic. It does not stand away. It is power that goes to work on our behalf. Philippians 2.13 says God is at work in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. The power at work in us does two things. It helps us to have the appetite, the will to do something. And then it helps us to fulfill the will. God is at work in us both to will and to do. You will and you will do. You will and you will do. He has given us the power to do things. Every believer has got a can-do spirit sitting on the inside of him or her. Somebody say, I have a can-do spirit. Say, I can do all things. That's the power at work in you. That's the power at work in me. It is a power of execution, the power that helps us to do what God wants us to do. If God says I can move mountains, 
I can move mountains. If God says I can preach the good news, I can preach the good news. If God says I can cast out devils, I can cast out devils. If God says I can prosper, I can prosper. If God says I am an overcomer, guess what? I am an overcomer. You can put the enemy to flight and you can rise like an eagle. There is a power that is not just inside you, but that power inside you is working. It's working. Thirdly, the power that is uh, that God has given to us, the spirit of power, is power that exceeds. It's power that exceeds. What does it mean to exceed? It means having the ability to expand beyond limits. God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ever ask or think of. The power God gives us is able to work exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or think. The Apostle Paul spent much of his time praying that we will understand this power. In Ephesians chapter 1, he says that he prays daily that the eyes of our understanding will be opened that we may understand this power. He himself prayed that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. what, What Paul is saying is the greatest quest of a Christian is to understand how to turn on the power on the inside of him. Once in a while, all of us experience that power. Sometimes we walk in that power for a week and then we lose it. Sometimes for a day and then we lose it. Sometimes we see that power at work and we begin to see transformation and then we lose it. It's almost as if we learn how to switch on the light and then it goes off. We haven't learned to permanently keep the light on. But we pray that God will bring us into the full knowledge of how to use the power at work in us. It is a power that exceeds our imagination. We have that power to exceed. He has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power. Of power. To do things that are exceeding. Things that are beyond your mind. Things that seem impossible to be achieved will be achieved by you. Things that everybody says cannot be done. It's been stuck for so long. It cannot be done. It will be done by you. The sisters of Lazarus said, Lord, he's been dead four days and by this time he stings. Jesus said the glory of God will be manifested. When it is said, it's over. This thing is dead. It's stinking. We can't get over it. God says it's resurrection time. I came here to announce to somebody, it's not over to you. It's resurrection time for you. It's time for God to lift you up. It's time for God to honor his word. When everybody says there is no hope, God says, Lazarus, arise. It's the power that is at work in us. It does the unimaginable. It takes the weak and make them strong. It takes David to conquer Goliath. It doesn't make sense for a shepherd boy who has never fought a battle to kill a giant who has fought all his life. But God is able to do it. It is the power at work in us. It is the power that exceeds all understanding. I like a verse in Isaiah chapter 66 verse 8 to 9. It says, who has heard such a thing? Who has seen such things? Shall the earth be made to give birth in one day? Or shall a nation be born at once? For as soon as Zion was in labor, she gave birth to her children. 
Shall I bring to the time of birth and not cause delivery? Says the Lord. Shall I who cause delivery shut up the womb? Says the Lord. He says, whosoever